0: oh oh. oh oh Hey, I have a very special guest today, Aaron Hale, Extraordinary Delights. Baker, EOD tech, everything. We just had a quick conversation and uh, I'm pretty excited for this uh, for this podcast. How you doing, Aaron?
1: Doing great. Thanks for having me on, Jason. in fact, uh, I started off in the military in uh, 1999. I enlisted into the Navy as a cook. Uh, I didn't at the time, I really didn't have a whole lot of direction. Uh, I'd wasted a ton of uh, tuition money figuring that out in college. Uh, until i'd gained 50 pounds and and never went to a class uh so i had to get my uh, tuition money back i had to find direction i had to find some purpose and discipline and all that so i joined the navy and i always loved cooking i've been mean, cooking since i uh, could reach over the countertop so it just made sense i'd uh, enlist as a navy cook well, i did that for about eight years and uh, made it uh, as far as uh, cooking for the the admiral of the sixth fleet in Gaeta, Italy, for a couple of years, um, uh, and I even uh, uh, not long after that, I was cooking for uh, an ISAF uh, fob out in uh, Afghanistan. This time, uh, I was running a crew of ten, uh, cooking for you know it was five, six, seven hundred troops, which was a big shift, but a uh, ton of experience, and it was it was a great time.
0: Yeah, I didn't know that. It doesn't show up, and like you know, as my do my research for that, the only thing I could find was like the, your EOD backstory. But that's incredible. Now, now, how does was, how does EOD pop into the future?
1: Well, it was while I was in Afghanistan. I'd uh, I'd been in the Navy for about six, seven years. I was running. You know, I was coming close to you know that eight year mark, and my uh, enlistment was coming up, and my you know, the, my rank and, and rate were overmanned or no, uh, undermanned. It was overmanned, uh, a rank above me. I wasn't going anywhere. Um, and I had, I'd met some EOD techs and they, of course, were doing their PMCS their you know, maintenance checks on the robots. Basically they were having fun doing, you know, with little dune buggies and stuff. and you know, working on their, uh, bomb suits and all this, uh, Out in the yard, and I, uh, I saw it was like a cool guy garage sale, and I went over there and talked to these guys about uh, their job and introduced myself, and I learned all about what it was, what EOD was, and you know discovered there's this tight knit community, this brotherhood uh, of first responders out on the battlefield, uh, who run towards. Uh, you know the danger while others are running away, and they're there to, to save lives. Everything about it, from the tech, technical aspect to um, uh, the you know the, the 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 fun of the job, all uh, attracted me. So when I put in my request to you know strike over from you know switch jobs from cook to EOD, you know, to EOD well, the Navy said, no, I guess they liked my cooking too much. Um, but of course the real reason was, uh, I, I was too needed in my position, uh, being undermanned. So when my contract well, it ran out, I, I took my papers and I walked, I went right over to the army recruiter, uh, dropped the paperwork down and I signed up. So I just you know, went from, from blue to green and uh, I was soon being trained as an EOD, EOD tech. It wasn't very long until I was back out in the desert, this time direct. And uh, a year after that, I was back out in Afghanistan.
0: Yeah, one of my really good friends was Army EOD, a guy named Daryl Hornbeck. Uh, just retired, I think about two or three years ago. And uh, yeah, he seemed to be living life, but man, multiple deployments. And always getting attached and detached, uh SF to everybody you can imagine. But it you know, I give so much credit to you guys.
1: Well, um, it's uh it is a busy job. Uh it's 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 always go, go, go. Uh if you're not on deployment, you're training for deployment, or you're attached to Secret Service, because uh, everywhere uh, uh Protect D goes, they take EOD with them. Sometimes three or four teams if they're going overseas. Um, and then, of course, when you're still stateside, you know, EOD does uh, stateside response and supports local law enforcement. Uh, so you're always doing something.
0: You know, and that surprised me about, you know, getting attached to Secret Service because, you know, I worked down by uh, the Reagan building, which is in Washington, D.C., Mm-hmm. And last time Potus and uh, the VP came in, I, I ran into a lot of Army EOD guys, and it's just you know I can imagine what it's going to be like with the next with the election, you know, getting attached and resources getting pulled for that because it's not just the, you know, the Potus and everybody else. It's going to be the rest of the uh, the uh, candidates, man.
1: Yeah, uh I think from the first debates, uh each one of those candidates uh has round the clock secret service. So yeah, uh the um uh election time is 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 really busy. Uh, it's a madhouse for us.
0: Now I'm sure you still got a whole bunch of buddies still back in the uh, service, right? Aaron, how did were you always a runner as well?
1: Uh, more out of necessity. Uh, I always had the uh, natural ability, but maybe not the desire. Just like um, my my school studies, it wasn't until the military that I uh, I really began running in earnest. You know, you've got to be in pretty decent shape. You got to be in good shape to uh be on the desert and that heat and working in a bomb suit it, it takes a lot of endurance. And, and I knew that if I wanted to do the job right and I wanted to survive and I wanted to keep my team alive, I'd better be in, in decent shape. So we, we ran every day. Um, but I hadn't run my first marathon until after my accident.
0: Yeah, I saw that, and you ran the Boston Marathon, right?
1: That's right. Yeah, awesome. uh, Yeah, uh, it was an amazing experience, but uh, it was funny. Um, My injury was in 2011. I didn't run my first marathon until 2014, but I'd signed up for four marathons in four months before running my first one, and I actually – conked out uh zoned right at the you know 300 meters from the finish line and uh, woke up in the hospital and thought oh my god I am not doing that again but then <laughs> i had already registered for three other marathons so I pulled my you know, pulled my shit together and uh qualified for boston with all three of those uh next races
0: oh my gosh that's. <laughs> okay that's you know you're you're an outstanding individual I can't get over it man and then you know I didn't realize like your whole background in cooking either that that really surprised me because I was trying to figure out how this all came about it's so,
1: it's a, yeah definitely a, uh, a zigzagging career course but I just followed what uh passions I had. You know, our passions, our values, what we hold important—they do change from time to time. It's okay to, you know, shift fire. You know, so uh, when I realized that I wasn't going, I was kind of spinning my wheels in college. I became a cook in the Navy, but then when I learned about EOD, like that's that's what I was meant to do, and I absolutely loved it. But then after my injuries and then my illness, uh, and I was blind and deaf. I fell back on my my passion as therapy, and it evolved into business.
0: So, you start the business, you get married, and bam! All of a sudden, the business starts growing. Right? Well, um,
1: it was with all these things—from from the marathon running to mountain climbing to whitewater kayaking—it's all more, uh uh, 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 beginning from a point of survival of carrying on, being able to cope with my situation and then just taking it further, embracing the challenge and trying to challenge myself more. And I exclude, um, you mentioned the marriage, that's not the challenge, but, uh, uh everything else from the business to, to the athletics um it all stems from first you know not not wanting to be one of those uh 22 we lose each day not being stuck on the couch popping pills and feeling sorry for myself so i'm getting out i'm doing something and finding new challenges when i was um oh just you know i i i was uh, injured in 2011 uh, by an IED, and that took my eyesight but then in 2015 I contracted bacterial meningitis, which either from the heavy doses of antibiotics or the, the bacteria itself stole what was left of my my hearing. So I was completely deaf, completely blind, and I had to wait over half a year for um you know the illness, you know, the the, the infection to pass and uh get surgery for my cochlear implants. Uh, so it was, it was a very lonely time being trapped in my body being, you uh, know, so isolated, um, from the outside world. My, 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 that world ended at my fingertips. So, um, my girlfriend at the time was writing, uh, every letter of every word, uh, she needed to communicate with me, uh, into the palm of my hand. Uh, it was, it was, a. Uh, Frustrating, it's tedious, but it was the only way I could get a message in. Um, <clears throat> and it was the the holidays. Uh, Thanksgiving was coming, and uh, again, I was I was determined not to be a victim, not uh, to feel sorry for myself. So we decided we were going to have a feast. We're going to throw you know, the, together the biggest uh, Thanksgiving dinner ever. We're going to invite friends and family. We invited uh, students. From uh, the the schoolhouse that uh, I guess didn't want to burn or didn't have leave time to go home to, to you know celebrate with their own family. And I put together this uh, I started weeks in advance. I was making cakes and pies and desserts and all this stuff. And I was making fudge batch after batch. And I, I just I just kind of threw myself into it. And I was loving it. I was creating again. Um, my my wife said she saw, uh, you know, like I said, girlfriend at the time said she saw on my face something she hadn't seen uh, in six months, and that was a smile. And she, what happened was I made so much fudge, no family could have finished that in, in one sitting. So my <laughs> Michaela, my wife was was sending it, was sneaking it out the uh, front door. Like I said, you know, you have to be really you know sneaky around a blind deaf guy. but uh, uh, she was giving it away. Friends, neighbors, and some of them were coming back and saying, uh, can we buy more of this? I've got a uh, you know a baby shower, we've got a birthday and I'd like to buy some more of your fudge." And me being the capitalist, I said, "Well, of course you may. And that's just kind of how it started. It snowballed really fast, and all of a sudden, we uh, we started this business, Extraordinary Delights, or EODFudge.com.
0: Now, it, you know, you're probably like the fourth or fifth guest I've had on where I'm just – I get to this point where I'm just speechless because, you know, I'm not a – I'm not a, uh, like, you know, media – pod. Um, You know, I'm not like a host or like a real one in real life. And I hear these stories and I'm like, you're just amaze me, man. Like seriously. Cause I read that about, you know, you know, being six months in isolation and not being able to hear and not being able to see. And your only means of communication was for your girlfriend, now wife. And, uh, and when I hear it from your own mouth, I'm just like, your drive and dedication, man. I'm, I'm very in awe. I just wanted that you know that.
1: Well, thank you. I really just consider myself an ordinary ordinary guy that uh, got placed in an extraordinary position. Um, I didn't, didn't mention this, but at the same time, you know, one of my other you know passions, of course, the running and the fitness, um, that was kind of taken from me too because I'd lost with my, my hearing, my inner ear balance, you know, that vis- vestibular balance. So I couldn't even get on my treadmill. And I was using the trekking poles I'd taken into the mountains to go climbing. I was using that, you know, using those things just to get to my uh, mailbox and back. And that would be exhausting, trying to kind of spider my way back and forth. Um, so during those six months and even, even longer, uh, trying to regain my balance, trying to regain my strength, trying to heal and get just survive, I well, wasn't a very uh, a pleasant person to be around. And uh, like I said, I, I, uh, I can count my blessings. I'm extremely grateful for um, the wonderful people I have around me to, that gave me that support when I needed it.
0: Well, that's a big thing is having support and having that support network. And I like how you mentioned before about not ending up as one of the 22. And that's why, you know, whenever I talk to anybody and we t- start getting into, you know, the stress, you know, the anxiety, the you never know what's going to happen. You really do need like kind of like a grassroots. You need someone next to you. It could be a friend, it could be a family member, anybody to reach out to because sometimes you don't have, you know, you don't feel comfortable calling those 1-800 numbers or or chat with anybody unless it's someone close to you. So I'm, I'm absolutely glad that you have, you know, Michaela. That's awesome, man.
1: Yeah, and that's the number one reason why I became a speaker as well. I started sharing my story because I can either speak directly to uh, those that may be in similar situations, different, different but similar, you know, hard places, and maybe trying to find a way to uh, keep going. Or I can support organizations that do the job. And, and support our our, uh, our brothers and sisters, so and, and you know it's it's therapeutic for me uh, to to share my story to get it out there, uh, and uh, I uh, very proud that even even when I'm completely blind, completely deaf, I can I can still flap my, my gum.
0: <laughs> I'm glad, man. And now you have twins. That's got to be a uh, a different cycle, of a different event for your life, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, my wife says she is the one that has a hard time telling them apart. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, I, have a, I have an uh, eight-year-old son from a previous marriage who uh, is with us, and he's a uh, huge help. But it is is just another adventure, be, becoming a, a new dad to identical twins. It's funny, I, in a sense, I think I may have an advantage where I was already not gonna be able to visually tell them apart. And I can, they are developing so early. They're about five months old now and they're developing their own personalities. One is just uh, a little bit bigger than the other. He's, uh, he's a, he's a better, better eater, I guess. And um, so when everybody else has to, uh, you know, uh, others ask me, uh, my, my mother-in-law, you know, their grandmother or uh, my wife. Like, who's who? <laughs> no, this one's Wyatt. This one's one.
0: That's awesome, man. So I want to talk about the business. You know, Extraordinary Delights have the accessibility option. On your website, which is very cool.
1: Well, that was uh, important to us. Uh, and I didn't want to have a website that I couldn't navigate myself. And I use a lot of technology nowadays to uh, to, to make the world accessible, including my right, you know talking phone and talking computer, and barcode scanners, and all sorts of things. Uh, so, would I use? Um, I'm an Apple guy. I use uh, and and what's great is Apple has the accessibility software built right into every one of their operating systems. And uh, when I have Voiceover turned on, uh, I want to be able to to actually check on my own website and make sure you know uh, others who are disabled, you know blind or otherwise, uh, would be able to uh, you know read the read about the story.
0: And share in in our confections. You know, now one thing I do have to say, and this is for the audience out there, go to the website, EODFudge.com. That's Echo Oscar Delta Fudge.com. And because one thing I really like is you have special occasions so you can order up stuff for like corporate gifts, birthday, Christmas. Congratulations and thank you once, But I like it. If you go to the website, you're going to see they have the EOD. um, It's like EOD symbol on the flag. It's very cool. Um, I really dig it, man. What is your favorite chocolate? Uh,
1: Well, my favorite uh, favorite is an original recipe I made uh, since I was stationed in Italy for four years. I became a big fan of Italian food and cooking and, and tiramisu in particular, which literally translated means pick-me-up. I mean, tiramisu <laughs> has got coffee, it's got alcohol, it's got uh, coffee, or cocoa in it. So what I set out to do when I was making one one of those flavors of fudge was do an all-American version, and we call it American pick-me-up. And it's got uh, instead of hazelnuts, it's got Georgia pecans in it. And it's got mm. a White chocolate and bourbon cream layer, and then a lower layer of uh, darker chocolate with coffee and
0: American Pride roasted. Oh my gosh, I'm looking at it right now. Never record a podcast during dinner time. <laughs> okay, I am going to go with the chocolate glaze pecan caramel. I think that might be my favorite. So um, that, that's what I'm ordering.
1: <laughs> tell you the truth, there's there, there's nothing on that web on our website that I don't I don't absolutely love. We had to stop keeping uh, the caramels and uh, our gophers in the house as uh, sample giveaways because we never gave any away.
0: Oh my gosh! Whew. So, Aaron, are there any organizations that you want to give a, a shout out to that you support?
1: Well, absolutely. There, there's so many that supported me I and that I believe in. There's so many. Uh, right off the top of uh, uh, right at the top of the list would be building homes for heroes. Uh, to which I'm an ambassador and a home recipient. They gave me a especially uh, adapted home, f- uh, you know, mortgage free, and it enabled us to, you uh, instead of worrying about a mortgage, to to build uh, a business out of. So, yeah, building homes for heroes is, you know, tops our list and uh, uh, is always in our hearts.
0: <laughs> hey, Aaron, thank you so much for coming on.
1: Hey, thanks for having me on, Jason. It was an honor to be invited.
0: Thank you.